Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Tim Hayden. Hey, we, I'm, uh, I'm honored to have one of my good friends, Shane Duffy, with us. Shane's been on our podcast before. Shane, welcome. Hey, it's good to be back. Yep. So, uh, man, I know we talked about some good topics in the past, but uh, hey, for our listeners that may not have heard you, hey, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do. I'll uh, be glad to. It's good to be back. Um, yeah, uh, I serve as one of the lead pastors at New Spring Church. 51 years old, been married for 29 years to the same woman. Her name's Sherry. Got four sons, two daughters in law. Um, two of my kids are at Clemson. Uh, and just a little background I spent 15 years in the marketplace, specifically in the insurance business. And for the last 15 years, I've been in. Uh, uh, ministry or church leadership so that's me yep man well again we're honored to have you taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us on today so um we're going to talk about a topic that i think both of i think it, it's near and dear to both of our hearts i think and i'm speaking for you shane you, you can agree or disagree Feel free to do that yeah but uh but leadership lessons learned yep. and i think we all and as we get older you and i are close to the same age and uh i think you know we learn a lot from the mistakes we make mm-hmm. you turn moments in our in our lives and our careers so um you know, hey, so recount and discuss an important lesson that you've learned since becoming a leader. Man, you're talking about learning lessons. I think, um, I mean, I've learned so many. And, um, you know, if I had to boil it down to, like, what would be at the top of the list? And maybe it's just because right now this is hot on me. Or maybe it's, uh, as I've thought about it, um, look back over my career the last 30 years. If I could, you know, if I could share one leadership lesson with, with the listeners today, it would really be around this idea is that leadership is other oriented or another way to say it is leadership is not about me um i'm not the gift to the team the team is a gift to me so it's about perspective how do i see my role um because i think the general idea is the leader is the most important person on the team that the leader is supposed to use resources at their disposal to advance the the vision or whatever the mission of the organization you're, you're leading. And I think if we start to look at leadership that way, we're going to actually miss what the responsibility of a leader is. So when I think about leadership, this lesson, this idea of, hey, it's not about me. It's about other people. That the team is a gift to me. I'm not the gift to them. I need to think about this this idea. And this is tough for as a leader, but something I think um, over the years I've learned that works better is as a leader, I shouldn't expect the people on my team to conform to the way that I lead. Mm. I really believe if I want to be a great leader, I need to know the people on my team and conform to the way they're best led. And that can be difficult, but in my experience, that really wins. And I really think, if you think about leading people, because every team's made up of different people with different strengths and weaknesses, But I think you can boil down, this is something I've been thinking about, you can really boil down uh, leadership, the way people respond to leadership into three categories. People respond to illumination, opposition, or understanding. And illumination just basically means some people just need better clarity. To be their best, they just need to better clarity around expectation or the vision or or the work at hand. And they need to be able to see that and learn it and they'll respond better. But some people, you know this, Tim, some people respond better to, to more fire, a little more fire, a little more opposition. They need to be challenged uh, in a real direct way. And so some people respond uh, to that. 
And others, you know, other people just need to feel like they've been heard and understand uh, and understood that their perspective, uh, you know, they're going to get, uh, a leader's going to get buying in equity from somebody if they just take time to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So whether it's creating clarity, providing a little opposition, or creating some understanding, I want to make sure that as a leader, I'm, I'm, I'm about my team first. I'm paying attention to who they are, that I'm leading them the way they're best led because I think it's in that I'm going to get the best results. That's good. Now, how for our listeners that are leaning in and are buying into what you're saying, and I am too, by the way, Shane, how do you, how do you know your team well enough to be able to conform to how they learn or how they operate? Yeah, well, obviously that takes time. Mm-hmm. So you can't go in day one or get a new team member and instantly know uh, how they're best led. And so uh, here, what I'm not saying is don't, as a leader, don't become somebody you're not. Mm. But in the context of your gifting, your personality, you know, wherever you are on the strengths finder or the disc test, or if even if you're into Enneagrams, mm-hmm. I don't know if any of your listeners are into that. There's so many things out there. It's not reshaping who you are. It's just, it's just learning people and then being uh, wise as a leader to use what tool works best. And, and so the way you do that is over time. And it's with intentionality. You know, I, I would even go as far to say this. I need to love the people on my team enough to know them well enough mm. so that I can lead them in the best way possible. Well, you can't love somebody you don't know. That's good. And so to get, you know, and if you tell me you love me but I'm not on, on your calendar, I'm not going to believe you. Mm. So you've got to schedule time to yep. get to know people. And you see people operate in team contexts. And so as a leader, you should always be paying attention. Pay attention to everything all the time. Take personal notes and sit down and say and ask questions. Ask a lot of questions. Uncover who these people are because it's worth the investment. Something. Uh, this is another lesson I've learned over time. Uh, the more time I put in on the front end saves me so much time on the back end. Yeah, yeah. I you say know, that a different. I say yeah. a different way. I'm proactive. I want to handle as much as I can on the front end. Yeah. And then what I don't, I'll react to what we. Yeah, we're going to get so. that time back in in spades sometime later. Yep. But, but sometimes we're scared to invest that time. Yeah. Because we don't know if they're going to work out. You know, we. You know, it's just like hiring somebody. It's expensive to hire somebody, yep. right? It's a risk. But here as a leader, I'm going to say I'd rather take that risk and bet on my ability to lead somebody than on their inability to be led Mm. like if somebody's got a problem on the team this is another way you learn is i don't the first question i ask is what are they doing or what are they not doing what's their problem Mm -hmm. the first question i'm going to ask myself is somebody isn't succeeding not hitting expectations i'm going to say what have i not done Mm, that's good they that's uh, put them in a position to not succeed now they may not be a good employee Mm -hmm. they may be failing without any fault of mine, but man, I want to ask the question about me first, because leadership is other-oriented. Leadership is not about me. It's about them, because if the people I lead succeed, guess what's going to happen for me? I'm going to succeed. If I want to go to a higher level, I need the people on my team to go to a higher level. I don't want to be the lid. You know, we all know that, you know, the 21 irrefutable laws, right, Mm -hmm. from John Maxwell. One is the law of the lid. I'm going to be the lid if I'm not about them. Yeah. And so there's all those reasons. And over the years, I've just seen, man, if I could share one lesson for a leader, that's it. Get to know your people because not everybody can't be led the same way. Yeah, that's really good. Now, Tim, I've been sitting here talking a whole bunch. <laughs> Let me just return it. What's, what's a leadership lesson that you would want to share uh, with the listeners today that you've learned over the years? Yeah, I tell you, I mean, I, I think you and I both, we have a lot. But one 
fundamental one that is with that permeates with me every time someone asks me a question about leadership lessons is people have to know where they stand. Yep, that's good. So no matter what the situation, you know, um, you know, if you're having a, you know, and I've had this experience. Uh, I'm raising my hands. I'm talking to you, Shane. Um, I had an experience where I had a, a member of our team that that wasn't performing, and they didn't know they weren't performing. Now, in my mind, I, I thought they can't do the role that we need them to do. You know, I could have I could have convinced myself. You know what? It's time to make a change to terminate them. Go on. But you know what? That's that's too easy. That is easy. It's too easy. So you know what? I I sat down and had a really tough conversation with that person. Didn't didn't threaten them, didn't put their career on the line, but said, I didn't think that they were capable of the role that we need to do. And I very openly unpacked it. That person took it as a personal challenge mm-hmm. and said, Tim, I'm going to prove you wrong. And shame they did. Oh, wow. How about that? But if I had not done that, you know, I may would have made a change. And then again, to your point, it's so hard to hire people mm-hmm. and get the right people. You know, he one thing that that person had with us is trust yeah so even though there were he was not performing and you know what and some of that could have been from my lack of leadership with him mm-hmm. and but we unpacked that and it's amazing because but you know what if people know where they stand and you give them an opportunity to improve then you know what if you end up having to make us make a change they're going to know it long before it happens mm-hmm. so i think that we work hard as a company to make sure that people know where they stand and shane that's hard work it is hard it's work. messy it's hard and you know the easy way would have been like I said just make a change mm-hmm. but that's not what we're about that's not mm-hmm. what heart's about because we want to grow leaders and mm-hmm. if you don't lead them you know we're not gonna be able to take that so mine was a lot shorter than yours but I think yeah. it's still we still well, talk about you that. know that's how it is when we talk all the time I always have more words I have too many words <laughs> uh, well let me just follow up on that uh, and you kind of went down this road but maybe for some more clarity so since that time what lesson have you learned and how has that changed how you lead uh, your your team that reports to you, your staff uh, across the whole organization. How's that? What lessons have you learned from that that's changed how you yeah, do business? That we talk about it constantly. Is that people have to know where they stand. I had a conversation yesterday about one of our members of our team that doesn't report directly to me, but you know um, works out in the plant. And we talked about different things, but we came back and we asked that question. It's part of our DNA now. We said, does that that's person good. know where they stand? Mm-hmm. And, and that, my team said, yes. I said, well, you know what, if that's the case, and they weren't performing to the way we need to, you know what, I think there's a country song about this. We're going to give them one more last chance. One more <laughs> last chance, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the thing about it, it's, it's, it's built into our DNA now because we have experienced such fruits by addressing the hard mm-hmm. stuff. You know, and to me, businesses can go further faster when they are, when when you have a team, when you have team leadership, and you're working together. I, I mean, ultimately, I'm blessed that I'm the senior leader here. But we go further, faster as a team. Yep. But when everyone knows, you know, there's there's a lot of non-negotiables in business. One non-negotiable here at our business now is people have to know where they stand. That's good. You know, hey, probably five to eight years ago, we didn't think that mm-hmm. way. But I think just going through life, you know, the worst thing that we could do is lose a great member of our team. Because we didn't sit down and have a hard yep. conversation with them. That's right. You know, so that I mean, that's a key lesson that now that we talk about that. I'm not going to say on a weekly basis, but monthly we bring that up. Our HR team, they know that, and yep. they, and we know that's part of our DNA. Yep. Well, that's being you know that's just another way of saying that Sergeant Metal Sergeant Metal got better at being about the employee. Got being yep. better at understanding leadership is other 
oriented. Uh, the other thing that makes teams go and organizations go further faster is learning from mistakes. What I love what you were sharing is, so you recognized that, hey, we were looking at this wrong. And so what'd you do? You didn't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Now you said, we're going to change how we approach every employee and yeah. make sure that that clarity and understanding where you stand or knowing where you stand becomes a part of our DNA. That's so great. Yep. You know, and I, I, another thought, we got to be firm, fair, and consistent. Yep, that's and I good. Think throughout the whole organization, you know, if you're the senior leader like I'm blessed to be, or if you're loading the trucks yep. to take parts out the back yep. door, we have to be because people as leaders, and you know this, people watch our every move. Oh, yeah. And what we got to do is, is, you know what, and they got to have – and the shipping group probably won't do this, but they probably don't want to have permission speaking to me. But your leadership team or whoever mm-hmm. may be leading, you give them permission to speak mm-hmm. into you and to see some blind spots in your leadership. Hey, I went through that exercise pretty recently. Yep. And, you know, for people, people's perception of me and my leadership is good. And if there's little things I can tweak and make better, sometimes we can't see those blind spots. No, I, I hope that good. ties into what we're no, saying. No, it right does. There. It's uh, unless your name is Jesus and you walk the earth and paid for the sins of the people and came out of a grave, you got blind spots. Absolutely. And you need feedback. And Amen, you need people brother. on your team that's right. to uh, to uh, to do that and to create an atmosphere where that's possible is is super key. That way we all keep learning. Yes, yeah, that's good. Hey, so I'll ask that question back to you, Shane. You may have answered earlier, you know, so you know the the key lesson that you talked about is be other oriented. You know, but hey, what did you learn? Uh, you know, what did you learn from that? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, one of the ways I learned that, and you've, you've, you've probably been down this road too, is so over the last 30 years, I've been fortunate to work for some really great leaders mm-hmm. and a few bad ones. <laughs> and, you know, you can learn just as much from good and bad. Uh, but the, the thing, uh, the way this landed on me is I just started realizing that as a leader, I get to choose how I lead. And why wouldn't I lead in a way that I would want to be led? And so the lesson I learned um, from that and how it's changed how I approach everything is I just want to provide for somebody what I would want for myself. Hmm. And so I want to put every relationship, every team member, anybody I'm directly responsible for um, in, in their leadership development or, or the tasks that they're doing, I want to make sure I'm doing for them what I would want to be done for me. That's good. Um, so that's the, that's the lesson. And I learned it. Fortunately, I had some leaders early on that just were fantastic and operated that way, which made me quick to recognize when I worked for some leaders that weren't like mm. that. So, you know, it's just as, uh, you know, you it's really great to know what you want to be like. It's also good to know what you don't want to be like. Yeah. So yeah. I learned some lessons uh, along the way uh, in that respect. Yeah. No, that's really good. Hey, uh, my next question, uh, Shane, um, what is the – um, was what is a quick lesson or someone that had was this a quick lesson mm-hmm. or was it something that someone had to bring to your attention? Yeah, um, kind of alluding back to what I said before, I don't think it was a quick lesson. Um, I think it was a slow burn over time, um, working for different people and then getting some responsibility for myself, and then honestly succeeding and failing leading other people. You know the story. You shared. I could share very similar stories where, as a leader, you you um, I've had to remove people from a role, both in the marketplace and in ministry, that um, they felt they were qualified for, that I felt like they were qualified for, gave them the reins, and then later came back frustrated because they weren't doing what I thought they should be doing. And as I dissected those 
situations, I realized that, you know, I was just a little hasty. Or I thought I was being clear in how I was explaining things. And so I was really more about me in those situations. Mm. And what are they going to take off me? Or what, how are they going to help advance what I'm trying to advance? Then I was really understanding who they were before I released them into a situation where they're going to, where they're going to um, either thrive or die. Mm-hmm. And the and the thing that where this really hits home with me, why uh, again I've learned it over time. That's okay if you're if we're having a conversation about a 24 year old guy who's working his first job and you know it just doesn't work out. He doesn't have family or kids or. Man, you know what? We'll fig- he's going to figure it out. But man, what about if you're talking about somebody who's 35 years old with a wife and three kids at home mm-hmm. and relocated where they live mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you find out that's not right. Mm-hmm. To own the responsibility to have to try to make that right, that's difficult. I don't like doing that. Yeah. I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. But that's why it comes back to if I can put my focus on Hey, I realize they're potentially a gift to me. What can I do to make sure I know them well? I lead them the way they need to be led because that's the best chance I've got to putting them in a situation to win. Yeah, and I want to make sure everybody wins. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's really good. You know, hey, and um, you know, hey, I'll answer that. On yeah, the, please for, do. For I was me. about to say. Yeah, yeah well, you, go what's ahead. Your and side, yeah. yeah, what's your side of yeah. of that, Tim? You know, I think that. Um, I think that for me, it was a quick lesson that I learned the hard way. You know, we had a member yeah. of our team that I thought that we terminated, that I thought knew where they stood. And, and, I, and yeah, I said it early in the podcast, deep down they knew it. But I needed to, to provide super clear clarity on where that was. And Shane, looking back, I didn't do that. From that point on, I knew. I mean, I, I made a mistake, and I raised my hand and, and admit it. But I knew from then it was a quick, a quick lesson. Well, I'm going to make sure that that under my watch, you know, with with the Holy Spirit leading me, that we never allow that to happen here again. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It it didn't happen. I mean, I did it immediately. I slowly released that to our team as we would have things come up. I would say, Hey, does so and so? Do they know where they stand? Mm-hmm. And our team said, yeah, they do know. Well, you know, in the past, well, no, they don't. Well, we need to sit down and, have, and do the good. hard work, you know. And, again, anything that is going to last the test of time takes hard work. That's exactly right. It's not just going to, you know, one size fits all. You move on and do that. So, and, and the thing about me, and I think you know me well enough, we can't get complacent. No. And I think that because if you get complacent, you know, negativity is going to mm-hmm. fill those voids. Yeah. I think we've got to be clear in communication. You know, but if not, to me – and that, I think that's the that's one of my concerns that as a business we can't get complacent. No, that's right. Leaders leaders don't get a day off. That's exactly right. Like I said, you can take a day off from work, but if you're work, you're going to lead. You can't take a day off from leading. Yep. You know you cannot ever get complacent. That's really good. Hey, tell me a little bit. I'm going to ask you a, a question you're not ready for. Okay. Um, I loved how you said. You know, I learned that lesson. And um, you started to release that into the organization, though, over time. Mm-hmm. You didn't all of a sudden write a new value statement. You didn't browbeat your team then and, and, and overreact to, to a, a mistake you said you made. T- talk about that. Was that something you consciously did to say, how do I take this uh, idea of making sure everybody knows where they stand and get it into the organization? Yeah. Well, again, another mistake that I made is that when I was a young leader and I was so blessed that my, you know, once I got out of college, my family, my dad 
It's like he handed me the keys and he walked down the hall and said, Tim, I'm right down the hall if you need me. I'm here. Yeah. Shame when I got out of college, I thought I could do everything. <laughs> yeah. Two days later, I figured out, no, yeah. Tim, you can't do that. <laughs> but in doing that, I would I would vomit information. Okay. If I thought something, I would say it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't. I can't lead that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to know myself to lead myself. That's so good. I learned that over time. And, and some great mentors, even some people that worked here that was older than me, they spoke into me and said, Tim, man, you need to be careful. So I knew I, I had learned that lesson the hard way. So I didn't just vomit that information because I think, you know, what um, what gets measured gets valued. Yeah. And I think that over time, I just slowly started releasing that to mm-hmm. our team. And I do that now. If mm-hmm. we have a if we have a meeting, it needs, to start, it needs to start on time, it needs to end on time. But we need to talk about the topics on the agenda. I don't need to un, I don't need to bring five That's more good. things that no one's prepared yeah. for. That's really good. You know? And That's I'm, really good. That's super helpful. I, I yeah. hope everybody listened to that. Yeah. The idea that we, you know, if you're a leader, you're going to be learning things all the time because we're going to be making mistakes all the time yeah. and we want to fail forward and we don't want to see other people. But you can have so much you either around vision or around something you learn. You can have so much that if you do, like you said, vomit it onto your team, they're only going to catch parts of it and that part's not going to be clear. Yeah. And you're going to try to um, let what potentially could be frustration on the leader's part you know, bubble over onto the people on the team, you don't need to do that. You know, how do you measure out and uh, develop a plan of releasing this information when people actually can hear it, think about it, ask questions about it, buy into it, and then begin to execute it? Yep. Uh, man, that's really good. But also, but, but you know, you talked about, I asked you the question <clears throat> early on, Shane, about, you know, how do you learn your team? You learn it by spending time with them. Time. And I think that, and, and again, the more time you spend with them, the better they're going, the better you're going to be able to lead them, and the better they're going to be able to lead you. Because you know we could That's sit right. here and have a whole different topic, but it's about servant leadership. That is, and it's not by saying that we have a we have it written on our shirts. But it's in it's in our actions, you know. No, and I, th- that's I think exactly that's very right. important. And I think the way what you just unpacked was servant leadership. Servant leadership, it, it is. It's just it's, again, it's being other oriented, and it's uh, you know the one thing that we all have in uh, an equal amount of is time. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets 168 hours a week. It doesn't matter how you cut it or that's slice right. it, but it does matter how you spend it. And so, if you want to get to know your team or how you're going to lead your team, you got to. You got to plan your time before your time plans you, yep. right? That's right. Um, <clears throat> hey, let me ask you this question because we—I think this has been some helpful stuff for your listeners. What's some resources that you've utilized over the years to, to um, in, increase uh, your knowledge or get, um, or elevate your leadership? You know, really, there's three things, and you know, people have heard me say this before. I am a huge believer in coaching. Uh, you know, I bought my parents out officially in 2011. Uh, right before I bought them out, I hired I hired a coach, an outside guy that a little bit older than me that just ha- had a lot of business acumen, and he helped us put systems and processes in place. I think, and he he's one. Of, I've really got three key, three or four key mentors. He is one of them. That's good. He helped me to change and put processes in place that my team didn't want me to do back then. But they a year later they said, "Wow, Tim." You made the right decision. That's really great that we did that. So um, I listen to a massive amount of podcasts. I try to. I'm not ever. You know, we talk about complacent. I don't ever get complacent on the leadership side. I read a lot of leadership books. You know, I've got a goal this year to read 16 books, eight of them non-business. I've read about nine this year, and like two of them are business. So I've read okay. a lot of personal. I've read some fiction that I'm there you go. That's do. fun. You know, it that's is. a palate cleansing thing. I, I, I tell you, man, it's been really good. So. 
Vince Flynn. I don't know if you ever heard no, of him. No, I haven't. Okay, so uh, I had a friend of mine tell me about it. So there's like 17 books, but it's uh, it's it's uh, some military type stuff. But I mean, it you don't want to put the book down. So and, <laughs> that's and, the best kind of book. And for, and for me, you know, fiction's not not what I normally do. But I think on the book on the book side, reading again, refreshing John Maxwell. You know, uh, many different great books. Um, Zero to One I read this year about um, it was about the guy that uh, started PayPal. Okay. And again, a total different business Good. than what we do than what mm-hmm. we do. And, you know, but I think just continuing to grow. Um, I'm a huge believer in podcasts. You know, I'm a people are listeners of her. I'm a Dave Ramsey guy, Entree mm-hmm. Leadership, and just continue to to be exposed to that. I tell you, um, a friend of mine introduced me to the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. Some of the things, Shane, I can't listen to. Yeah. It's just too, yep. the language is more than I yep. want to hear. Yep. But some of the conversations mm-hmm. are so rich. Yep. And there's such leadership inside of those things on a few of them. So Yeah, so know. let me just say something about the Joe Rogan podcast because I would amen that. I listen to it from time to time. Yeah. Um, and what it is for a leader, yeah, there, there is leadership value in some of the guests for sure because yep. it depends on who he has on. Um, but what's also interesting for leaders in today's time is he's speaking the language of the current culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about course language. I'm talking yep. about cussing or not cussing. That's I'm right. talking about the things and the way they're talking about things. And for leaders, we need to know that's how people uh, in the next generation and two generations back are, are talking. So there's there's even more than just what are five principles I can learn. Yep. There's even more than what's a catchy phrase I can share with my team. It's like, how do I speak the language of the people that are on my team? Yep. And so you can listen, read, uh, sit under a coach, all those kind of things. Because I would, I would amen all that. I think uh, probably the best leadership I've ever done during the hardest times I've ever done is when I've had a picked out, specific, paid for leadership coach. Yep. Um, I want to highly recommend it. But you don't have to pay for that. You can find mentors in your life. Everybody has people around them. You need to be surprised if you've never tried this to go ask somebody that's a little bit ahead of you in life or business or, or maybe even both and say, hey, could I just spend some time with you? Ask you some questions. Get to know about how you do things. It doesn't have to be super formal, but I think that's super uh, important. Books, too. I'll just throw out a couple. I, I like to read more than I like to listen to podcasts. I do both from time to time. But John Maxwell's Five Levels of Leadership, if you want to just catch a book that kind of covers everything you really need to know about how to lead at a higher level, I love, you mentioned Dave Ramsey. I think maybe Entree Leadership is the best, holistically the best leadership book that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that I think is so great about team and organizational leadership is Patrick Lencioni's The Advantage. Absolutely. It is. And, and so those three books are great. But, man, let me just throw a couple of more. Any, any book by Mark Miller, if you're not familiar with Mark Miller, um, he writes great leadership books. Um, and finally, John Gordon. If you haven't read any of John Gordon's books, they're super simple. Um, the the Energy Bus, yep. How to Win in the Locker Room, like all those kind of books are just so, so helpful for practical uh, culture you're trying to build and way to, to develop teams and people. So I'll just throw all those things out. And if you if you don't already and you like Leadership Podcasts, man, Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast and Andy Stanley yep. Leadership Podcast are both great. There's lots of them out there yep. that are that are great. But I tell you, I highly recommend what you mentioned. Uh, you know, two of my favorite podcasts, Craig Rochelle and Andy Stanley. The Entree Leadership Podcast is great. And for our listeners, 
you know, if you don't have any coaching in your life and if you're a small organization just getting started or you maybe don't know which way to turn, you know, you can join Entree Leadership for a very yeah, that's low, a great idea. a very low price per month, and that can get you involved in some leadership things. There's some great video yeah. content. A coach will work with you, and you know, that's a low cost of entry to get going. So just go to EntreeLeadership.com. There's some great things there. Man, so. they didn't even pay you for that. They did not that, pay that, me. That's I, right. <laughs> uh, but no, that man, that's a, such a great uh, suggestion because you know, getting connected to to that or something like that, you're you're getting connected with with one of the best organizations in the world. You know, you can. So there is no excuse, is what you're saying, right? Yeah, there There's is no, no excuse. That's right. Um, which is another great leadership lesson. There's no excuse. Absolutely. You know, and I think, uh, hey, Shane, my last question, uh, what one piece of advice would you give our listeners today as we close, as we wrap up our podcast? Um, I, I, I'll just dial back to the, to the lesson I shared that I think I've learned is this. Uh, one piece of advice is take the time to get to know the people on your team as much as or even more than you spend on learning your industry. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think if there's one thing I can encourage is get to know your people as much as or more than you know your industry. Um, because in the end, it's all about people. Absolutely. Everything's about people. Absolutely. We can learn new industries. We can learn new tasks. We can get involved in different things. But, man, the ability to get a group of people. Think about this. This is another leadership lesson. I'll close out with this. Is a leader doesn't win when you get um, – you don't win as a leader when you get people to do what you want. You win as a leader when you get people to want what you want. Mm. And if, if, if the only way you can get people to want what you want is to spend time with them, to get to know them and let them get to know you. That road goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be it. Take the time. It, it uh, uh, Budget the time you need to get to know the people on your team. Yeah. And I, I would add this. You know, if you're a big organization, I know our church is a big organization, you know, we can only touch a certain amount of people. So right. I think that what I work on doing with my one-on-one meetings every month, I want to pour into my direct reports, and then I want them to pour into their direct reports yes. and, then, and, and and let it go down to where every person here can get touched. That's you know? right. And I think that, you know, we do that really well with our salary group, you know, with our direct production folks. It's hard because they're – if, if we're meeting with them, they're not producing parts. But you can still have some touches and connections, mm-hmm. even at a supervisor, supervisor level, that I think is very, very important. No, that's good. If you, I'll just throw this out there. If you lead more than 10 or 12 people, if your organization is more than 10 or 12 people and you lead all those people, you're making a big mistake. Yep. Like you've got to, to uh, maximize your time in a way and you've got to delegate both responsibility and accountability in a way that your organization has a chance to grow. And it can only grow if you're growing leaders. I, I agree. Right? You can grow in your industry, but what's going to kill you? You don't have the leaders to sustain I, it. I couldn't agree with you like, more. So that's a whole other podcast we that could talk about. That is a whole other podcast. But anyway. You know, we yeah. need to get you on again. Hey, and I, let, me, let me give one piece of advice today. I really have two. Shane, I believe, and I've really been thinking and praying through this, my neck, my purpose as our senior leader, leader is to grow leaders. That's good. And I think that, you know, do we have that in place today? No, but are we putting some things in place? Shane, I worked from home this morning. I don't ever do that because I, I have got some great uh, information, curriculum, to where we just started this Sergeant Leadership Academy. I love it. To where, and we partnered with our local technical college, and they loved it. Well, this is gonna. This is all about servant leadership. So I think that we need to grow leaders, and what we need to do. We've always, as a company, we've always been closed hand 
with growing leaders because we're afraid they're going to leave. Yeah. But you know what? We've got to be open hand. That's right. And that, you know what? If we grow a leader and they move and go somewhere else, they're going to have life lessons that they learn in That's our right. company. They can say, well, we did this this way and we did this this way to where, you know what? We may can help other other companies I in our that. community. And I think that so I want to grow leaders and, and I want to be a leader. That people want to choose to follow, yep. not that they're forced to follow. No, that's great. And I think that you know that would be the two things that I would leave with with our group today. And again, that's uh, great. People got to know where they stand. I think it's super important, yep. and that's hard work. So it but, is. But but you but you you talking about growing people? That's how you grow people. That's right. They, they got to know where they stand and give them a chance to improve. Yep. You know, and then celebrate when they improve and they win. celebrate wins. Yeah, that's good. Celebrate wins is such an important thing. Absolutely, Shane. Thank you for taking time of your busy schedule to be in studio today. Yeah, in studio. Yeah, this was right. great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> anyway, hey, our listeners, everyone, take care. Uh, join us next month, and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.